as usual, it's, it's good to see you looking sharp. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> uh, you've been traveling recently? No, not at all. Not at no? all. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. We're good. Um, you, you know, I think where we left off, you know, last time we had done a fair amount of history and brought things sort of uh, up to date in terms of post-slavery. We we didn't really get into contemporary issues, but but I want to backtrack, shall we say, and 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 deal with um, African religion. And and perhaps we should even say African spirituality because and maybe we can discuss um, the difference between spirituality and religion because religion has so much of a cultural overlay in terms of spirituality. But um, one of the things that uh, because I think that that religion or spirituality is the basis of culture, and and culture is what we do and and on what has manifested over time in terms of our history. So uh, we've done some history. I think we have to go back to the religion or spirituality, then come back and see how that manifested culture, and, and then come up to the, to the current period. Because I think that's, that's where we need to be in terms, um, in terms of talking about where we are, in terms of talking about reparations, the destruction that has been done, and perhaps even talking about the new paradigm. Which, which, from my thinking, has to be the African paradigm, um, because that's our original civilization that understood who we were as people and understood our relationship to our environment, and that's laid out. And you know, um, certainly, as you know, pyramid texts and so on, going back to four thousand BC or, or thereabouts. Um, one of the things that um, I read somewhere in, in your writings, and um, and by the way, once again, I have to praise you on your scholarship, which is very, very wide. And again, not just in terms of history, but in terms of uh, religion, in terms of science, and, and so, so much of what we have done as African people over time. Um, you, you point out that um, writing goes back um, possibly to what, 5,000 BC or, or more um, in terms of Africa. And, but when you when you look at Southern Europe, it only goes back to about 500 BC. So 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 when you again when you look also at Homo sapiens sapiens, we go back 200,000 years. So so much of what we have experienced uh, really has to come down to us by word of mouth and stories and and myths and legends. And and, um, and 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 that's where we really have to go to try to understand our roots. And and one of the people that that you know we we need to in terms of looking at those roots. Um, uh, uh, how did we come up with 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 our concepts of religion, if you will? And and um, and, and and you know again, um, maybe you want to define also. Spirituality versus religion, maybe that's my fetish, if you will. Um, but religion becomes uh, cultural in terms of how spirituality sees itself. It, you know, it, it depends on, on the trees that are out there, or the animals that are out there, or the weather that's out there, or your neighbors that's out there. And uh, be, be, because religion ends up as, 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 um, as, as shall we say, ritual. As, as well as dogma, and, and that really is the things 
that we are spirituality is not so much things, but it's a spiritual essence, which is a consciousness, which, um, you know, um, influences behavior. Um, and, and you have to look for it in the essence of culture. But um, the, the, the reverse can happen, in meaning that re religion can hide spirituality if it's not interpreted uh, properly. I'm saying all of that to say that I think, you know, we are confused generally in terms of um, talking about spiritual and talking about religion. But uh, um, beside that, let's go back to how do you think religious ideas came about uh, during that period of time when we obviously we didn't have writing, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, thanks for the question, sir. Um, looking at the scholarship that I've seen, uh, two scholars have had something relevant to say that I think is worth repeating. There was an English scholar from the end of the 19th and the beginning of the 20th century called Gerald Massey, and he wrote a number of books, but the most important is a two-volume book called Ancient Egypt, The Light of the World. An African-American scholar, who's actually a medical doctor by day, but um, is a very, very great scholar, Professor Charles S. Finch, and he has developed the model and Finch's ideas are the ideas that I teach. So I'm getting it partly from Massey and wholly from Finch. So how did religious ideas come about? Well, Gerald Massey raised the question, did man create God in his own image? And answered, no. Uh, if you look at the earliest images that we have of humans conceptualizing this massive power, it wasn't anthropomorphic. It wasn't thinking of God as one big giant human or a series of humans. Originally, they used images from the natural world. And those images could be uh, animals. It could be the elemental uh, forces of day and night. Um, so a number of different things. Now, what happened was Dr. Finch then worked on it. And he argues that more or less, uh, if we're using mythology as our guide, he believes that you can trace our religious ideas and how early humans, African humans, produced these ideas. Essentially, the very first stage was to conceive of the divine power or powers as female superhuman types taken from nature. And among these types would be the pregnant hippopotamus uh, representing great mother earth. Um, and the idea of a hippo being large and impressive representing earth and sustaining life. And why pregnant? Because about to give birth. Now it doesn't mean that early Africans worshiped hippos. What it shows is the idea that why that symbol would be used is that it's a powerful symbol. Later images would come from uh, things like trees, uh, the trees, the branches representing our protection and the food representing sustenance and the idea of a tree uh, and what it represents. Again, it doesn't mean that early Africans worship trees. It means they are used as powerful symbols. And then you've got certain deities that were then associated with the tree. You've got the ancient Sudanese and ancient Egyptian goddess, Hathor, 
who is associated with the sycamore tree. And what's really interesting is that the sycamore tree didn't even originate in Egypt. It originated in Central Africa and was brought to Egypt and showing that the ancestors of the ancient Egyptians used to live in Central Africa before they replanted the sycamore tree and moved it further and further north into Egypt. Then you've got, for example, the um, Igbo goddess, Idemili, who's associated with the Ogilisi tree. Then you've got uh, the second stage, according to Finch, where humans use the elemental powers of day and night, sun and moon, as images to represent the divine. And you would have the moon being associated with uh, women, because a, a female menstrual cycle is approximately the same length as a lunar cycle. So you've got the goddess Hathor associated with the moon. Later deities like uh, uh, Aset, some people use the more Greek version of the name Isis being associated with the moon. And by the way, um, Hathor, the African deity, um, of Sudan and Egypt. By the time the Greeks came on the scene, they changed her name to Aphrodite. It's the same deity, right? All right, then you've got the next development where humans started to conceive of God as a human. And this is where we start getting deified women. And these deified women would be women that contributed greatly to society and were then deified under certain names. Um, so for example, the goddess Neith is the goddess of weaving and warfare using bow and arrow. And so we can therefore presume that in the dim and distant past, some woman in early Africa got deified under that name, Neith. And then at a much later date, she then becomes Athena. Mm. Um, so the next stage after that then, after deified women, is then this this whole idea of totemism and taboo and the idea of totemism is an early idea that africans had that your clanic identity is uh based on uh which animal or plant totem mythology says you descended from you know like today we have surnames yours is garvey mine is walker um, before that concept existed, it would be your clanic identity taken from a plant or animal totem. And eventually a mythology starts to develop around that animal, around that plant. And the mythology then says, uh, you can't consume that because that's sacred to your community. But it doesn't mean that a rival community cannot consume that. And therefore you trade what you have with them and they trade with what they have with you. And this is then economics. And then on the back of economics, we then get the birth of civilization. And the very first civilization was in ancient Nubia called the Kingdom of Tarseti. And this is now the very first country on the planet Earth that has now moved to civilization. A few hundred years later, we get the second country moving to civilization, the civilization of Kemet, ancient Egypt. Um, a thousand or so years after that, we then get the third civilization, which is Sumer on a modern map is where Iraq is today. And despite being in the Middle East, that used to be a black civilization. Then we get the fourth civilization, Elam, 
which is in where Iran is today. But what all these civilizations have in common is that they have male and female deities. And it represents um, uh, the idea of divine balance, if you like, between male and female power. And then the next development after that, then, is where we get the first civilization to write down their religious ideas. And the oldest written account that we have is the pyramid texts. And the pyramid texts are inside the pyramid of Pharaoh Unas, who was an Egyptian pharaoh of the fifth ruling dynasty. And that is the beginnings of scripture. Well, you know, that, that's a fabulous tour through thousands and thousands uh, of years in terms of, um, of, of history, and, and perhaps we should say also uh, philosophy in terms of understanding of ourselves. And I, I, I think it's based on, shall we say, the, the first human beings really looking at self and looking at surroundings, which is nature and learning from nature. Um, and it, you know, what does water do? Water quenches your thirst or you wash yourself with water. What do trees do? They bear fruit or they give you shade or, or you can use a branch to, to make a house or, or what have you. So, so there's a relationship with, with everything that's around you. I mean, what does the rock do? It, it's firm, you can sit on it or you can shape it or whatever. Or, or certain rocks have certain colors, which we nowadays we, we, we could call gold or silver or turquoise or whatever it is, but they're pretty colors and, and you can use them for, for, for ornaments. Uh, but but there's this this understanding, I think, behind you know all of it, that it's one, it's 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 one creation. And 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 there's this um, manifestation um, by the one creation or the creator if you will, of all of this multiplicity of entities which function in certain ways. And, and then I, I, I think, especially when we come down to the hieroglyphics, we, we can see that the hieroglyphics are, are symbolic of um, um, animals or, or plants or trees or what have you that have certain functional properties. Like we, we, we might represent that, that the functional property of courage or bravery. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, let, let me just show you one thing. Um, I know it sounds obvious, but mm -hmm. it's not. Um, you know, uh, ancient Egyptian writings, it's only when they're carved that they're called hieroglyphics. Mm -hmm. If they're written, it's not hieroglyphics, only when it's carved. And why? Because hieroglyphics means sacred carvings. <laughs> Do you see? Right. So I when you the the sacred writings, I didn't know it was sacred carvings. Sacred know? carvings. So if you write it, it's not called hieroglyphics. It's called hieratic. Ah, okay. Yeah. So if it's written, if if, if you if you uh, take out a pen and you write that stuff, it's not. Okay. They're not carvings. They're writings. Mm -hmm. So that becomes hieratic. Mm -hmm. And so the idea then was the fact that it's carved gives it, uh, you know, the ancient Egyptian term for it is medunetra. So you've got this idea of it being God's word. And mm -hmm. this idea of it being carved 
gives it a permanence because it's now outside of time mm -hmm. because it's going to be around forever. And so just by calling it hieroglyphic, so hieroglyphics is what the Europeans called it, the Greeks called it that, but they 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 got the concept right. It's sacred carvings, not sacred writings. That, 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 that's interesting. I think that also probably shows uh, a certain evolution in terms of thinking that, mm -hmm. that their philosophy had reached a stage where we where they understood that their own thinking and understanding of of the universe and themselves um, 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 uh, had reached a consistency of understanding that that, that transcended time and, yeah. and space, as you say and therefore it could be carved into uh, a stone that may represent eternity yeah uh, like when what's his name found the, the Memphite theology you know, carved yeah. in the Shabaka stone. Yeah. That was also, I think, an, an example, you know, of that. But I think what's important is the symbolism um, um, that all of this early understanding of, of nature represented when, when it was, when there was an attempt to, to communicate either with each other or for posterity in terms of, of, of any type of, of, of writing. And that that yeah, that clearly co comes down to to again to, to Kemet or um, or the, um, the civilization that preceded uh, Kemet, as as you mentioned. Um, uh, in, in that you, you see you, 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 um, a representative of 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 let's say the, the soul of man as a ba a ba bird of a bird, or or you see um, uh, Tat or Tehuti. Um, with an animal uh, ahead of, of, of the ibis. Greetings. I'm Robin Walker of The Black Secret. Keen to popularize Pan-African heritage, we have two products that should interest you. We are giving away an introductory free book called 100 Black History Facts. Secondly, our online course, The Black Secret, has 55 hours of film content. You will systematically learn every major theme in our history going all the way back. And, and what the ibis then re represents in, in terms of um, a, a, a function in, in nature, uh, the precision with which the ibis would, would pick food out of, of the water, etc. cetera. Uh, or, or you see an Anubis um, representing you know, um, a, a canine representing the digestive uh, process and, and you can see you know somebody with a head of Anubis or you see Anubis as an animal and you see them then representing um, the transformation because yeah. the digestive process is a transformation of food going into the body and then becoming nourishment uh, uh, etc so um, a bit, but the symbolism um, is a symbolism that shows you an understanding of the function of the symbol and, and I think, like, you know, this, this is very, very uh, critical in terms of the early stages of our human understanding. But when it comes all the way down to writing and, and alphabetical writing, that becomes completely lost. And, and, and you know, the, the, the alphabet, you, you know, from A to Z, um, it's pretty much meaningless in, in terms of A, B, C. And then you put it, put it together and create words, and then the words themselves have to be defined. There, yeah. there is no natural connection um, to, 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 to functions in the universe 
or in you as a person. So somebody gives them um, a, a definition and then you have to look up that definition in the dictionary or it's taught to you in schools and so on and so forth. So you get into a whole world of, of intellect. And of course, we're going to get there later on. But I think that's how the European developed in terms of their own intelligence. They, 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 they came to it through, through an alphabet and a language that was mm -hmm. describing things that had been experienced for thousands of years before by Africans and the other civilizations that you mentioned, you know, such, such as Elam, you know, and, and Sumer. Yeah. And of course, then Mahindra Dara and, and other places in the Middle East going on to, uh, to, 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 to India. Yeah. You know, and, and, that, and one of the things that, um, that comes out of this, I think this lack of understanding and, you know, maybe we can go into some of these ways in which, you know, Europe and Europeans who have, who have come very late to an understanding of life have, have looked at Africa, looked at Kemet, and have called, you know, uh, some, so much of what we do, quote, paganism. What, what does paganism mean? You know, or have looked at it and, and, and called it fetishism. What, what does fetishism <laughs> mean? The, the, these, again, we, we get back to these, these definitions, shall we say, of, of, of Europeans. Uh, and you get to animism. I'm throwing in animism. Go ahead with, the, with those three, if you will. In yeah. terms of how you would define them and what they mean. <laughs> Again, what it is, is because we now live in such an anti-Black world, mm -hmm. uh, we forget certain things. Let me give you an example. Uh, when the ancient Greek historian Herodotus visits Egypt, he recognized, wait a minute, the Greek gods are nothing more than Egyptian gods under different names. So he recognized that the Greek Zeus is really the ancient Egyptian Amen. And he was able to map off a lot of them. And since now, since then, we now know which ones they are. So we now know that Neith is really Athena. We know that um, uh, Aphrodite is really um, uh, Hathor. We know that Ceres is really Isis. And we can then map them all off. Now, when um, you had, uh, just before the slave trade really kicked off, you had the Portuguese sailing around Africa and they landed in Benin. And when they landed in Benin, um, they left Portuguese people at the Benin Empire's court. And then they took four Benin people and took them back to Portugal to find out more about the Empire of Benin. And the, the people of Benin decided, okay, because our priest is going to travel across the water, we are going to send the priest of Olokun across the water to Benin. And in European accounts of the same story, they don't say the priest of Olokun, they say the priest of Neptune. Mm -hmm. So what does that, now that automatically tells me that they know that Olokun is Neptune, is Poseidon. Mm -hmm. So the idea then that African religions are backward, primitive, whatever, 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 if you read the European accounts, they don't say that. Mm -hmm. They all they knew that Olokun, oh, that's ne Neptune, that's Poseidon. Do you see? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, scholars will play dumb, whereas when you read the accounts back in the day, they don't play dumb. They translate Olokun as Neptune. 
So what it is then is unfortunately we live in a world mm -hmm. of Judeo-Christian Islamic bigotry. And these bigoted ideas, if you don't believe these religions, then you're a pagan, mm -hmm. you're a heathen. Um, you know, even the word ethnic originally meant uh, pertaining to the heathen. Mm. It didn't mean belonging to an ethnic group. It meant pertaining to the heathen. So it's a racist word. Mm -hmm. And then you can see how the Arabic uh, uh, word for pagan, kafir, has become the strongest term of insult that you can throw at a black Southern African. It's a racist term. So what happened is, is that a lot of these bigoted ideas coming out of the Judeo-Christian Islamic position, unfortunately, the terms that these bigots used have become a part of the vocabulary, and they should never have become a part of the vocabulary. Because, of course, the Judeo-Christian Islamic thing also comes out of the traditions that Africans put down back in the day. Well, I think that we, we discussed that, uh, you know, um, the, the whole ancient uh, history, shall we say, was, was rewritten um, in terms of 17th century and 18th century Europe in terms of their universities. And I think um, yeah. Bernal is one that, that, that pointed this out, that yeah. as you mentioning, you know, um, um, pre previous uh, historians, uh, you know, uh, su such as um, um, uh, Herodotus and so on, um, um, you know, understood um, the, 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 the priority, shall we say, of African civilization. Greetings. I'm Robin Walker of The Black Secret. Keen to popularize Pan-African heritage, we have two products that should interest you. We are giving away an introductory free book called 100 Black History Facts. Secondly, our online course, The Black Secret, has 55 hours of film content. You will systematically learn every major theme in our history going all the way back. And, and marveled at the extent of African civilization. And, and that is recorded, you know, over time. And we know of how many of the Greeks, including Aristotle, Pythagoras, Plato, and Socrates, went and, and studied in, 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 in Kemet because they were the ignoramuses and, and, and the universities and, and the civilization was, was in, in, in Kemet. But as you say, you know, so, so much of it has, has, has come down in terms of this uh, negative, you know, aspect so that contemporary, you know, um, both Europeans as well as Africans and the rest of the world, as a matter of fact, look at, at Africans and, and African religion you know, as this you know anomaly, and and and, and this 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 um uh, shall we say you know a primitive way of of looking at life, you know uh, ancestor worship, uh, you know as as if to say that this now is some you know horrible thing. How can you worship your your ancestors? And then we go to the whole concept again of polytheism, you you know, yeah. and then the belief that somehow the the Judeo Christian Islamic um, uh, world created created monotheism which are misnomers uh, in, in the first place when you look at all African religions there's always one God shall we say who is yeah. you know and, and there are lesser gods who are functional entities 
just like there were, you know, um, way, way back in the day of, 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 of Kemet, where, where Ra was the, the primary deity, shall we say, you know, with, with this trinity of, of qualities, Amun meaning consciousness, Ra meaning is power, and of course, Patal meaning is, is, is creative ability and, and total potentiality. And then you come down to, again, like the Yoruba, where there's Oladomare, who is the god, and then there are all these lesser gods that carry out the functions of Oladomare, and you can find the same thing, I think, in the Akan, it's Niame, and, and as you, you, know, you, you go through the different traditional uh, African uh, religions, you find there's always this overarching one supreme deity that, that creates life, if you will. And, and, and both the trees and, and, and the plants, the animals and the rocks and people are manifestations of, of this deity. Um, and, and, and within each of us is, is some aspect of this overarching God. So, so that there's a deity resident in the rock as well as in the tree, as well as in the water, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, now we, you, know, you come to E equals MC squared. And, and that's that's what animism meant, you know, back in the day. <laughs> and Einstein just discovered that in the late 19th century or something like that, that matter is based on energy. Well, you know, we know that a long time ago. And now they're finding that energy doesn't exist by itself. But in terms of quantum physics, they're finding that consciousness is what is what moves everything. And, and when, when consciousness enters into any sort of experiment in terms of what they're doing, it changes the nature of the experiment and it changes the result that you might get out of it. So, so now post-quantum, um, we, 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 we're coming to consciousness. And we have understood that, you know, more than 6,000 years ago. I, I think it's, it's, it's all remarkable, but we need to reconstruct, um, you know, what has been uh, destroyed and, and divided and, 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 and what has been denigrated over time in, in terms of our um, spirituality, our religion. Because I think the, the, the thing that, that is critical is that our spirituality, our religion was always a way of life. It's yeah. not something that was done on Saturday, like the Seventh-day Adventists, or something that was done on Sunday like most, um, if, you know, of, of these other uh, religions, the, the so-called monotheistic religions, there's a specific day for them, you know, where they do a particular ritual and et cetera, et cetera. But um, uh, for the African person for the longest time, thousands and thousands of years, um, uh, religion was a way of life. And as you know, in many uh, of, the, of the languages, there's no such word for religion. You know, it's, sim it's simply the way uh, you, that you understand yourself and your relationship to the cosmos, to God, if you will, and the things that you do on a daily basis, whether it's so-called ancestor worship, which means simply respect, you know, for your ancestors and your lineage in terms of what they've handed down to you. And they've gone on to the other side, the spirit world. So they're not dead, dead. You know, we always believe in, 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 in the spiritual side which is life and, and always continues. There's birth and there's death, but life is continuous. And, and we, we, have, we have to get back uh, you know, to that. And I think you know, you know, it's important for us to, to elucidate the, 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 the fact that uh, you know, um, there's been so much negative um, propaganda 
you know, relative to something that's uh, original in, in terms of humanity. These are humanities' on first understanding of, of of what it means to be human and and what it means um, to to really look at nature and understand nature and understand your relationship to it. And this goes. Can back. I jump in there, sir? Yeah, please do. Yeah. Um, my tutor, uh, the very great Femi Biko, he used to teach that traditional African religions internally police the mind. And this is a more effective way of building social order than the state externally policing the body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In other words, you're about to steal that apple and then you ask yourself, is the divine forces looking at me, yes or no? Mm -hmm. Then you don't steal that apple. That is a, a better way of building social order. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to the way that traditional African religions uh, police the mind, that is a plus that no one is talking about. That mm. is a um, uh, a quality that no one's talking about. Similarly, when we go back to the Nile Valley and we look at chapter 125 in the Book of the Dead, mm -hmm. it doesn't say, uh, thou shalt not kill. It says, I have not killed. Mm -hmm. uh, and this idea that you taking responsibility mm -hmm. for doing the right thing not because you've been commanded to do the right thing mm -hmm. it's because you've taken responsibility for doing the right thing again is a very very high level of ethics mm -hmm. which again no one really talks about enough when we deal with traditional african religion mm -hmm. and thirdly the intellectual um heritage of traditional African religions, uh, a heritage that a lot of us didn't know until books like The Pale Fox came out, and mm -hmm. then people found out that, what, the Dogon have a concept that's just like Big Bang, the Dogon have a concept that's just like string theory, the Dogon have a concept that's just like parallel and multiple universes. And then you then find out that these are intellectual assets that need to be bigged up with the same seriousness that we big up any other um, uh, uh, intellectual tradition. Mm -hmm. And so we've got the practical use of African religion to build social order. Mm -hmm. You've got the fact being that it, it encourages you to take responsibility for doing the right thing. And the third thing, is African traditional ideas show a very, very high IQ uh, uh, type of culture that no one is really giving it the credit for. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, you're 100% uh, right in terms of that, or 1,000% uh, right. Um, if, 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 you, if you look at the European uh, uh, systems, um, um, the there is no there is no idea in terms of of what the the, the human should be, um, in terms of its functioning um, in society. If if anything, um, the 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 ideal is is somebody who gets on the cover of of Time magazine or Forbes, um, uh, and and you know owns um, you know was valued at several billion dollars or nowadays probably in the trillions of dollars. 
that's the man of the year, you know, uh, uh, type of person that we see. Or I guess nowadays it, it could be the woman of, of, of the year. But but how they got to to that level of of wealth, you know, is, is usually sort of hidden. And 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 this degree of acquisition is 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 what is is considered, um, you know, to, to be most valuable within a society that is fundamentally, of course, materialistic. And 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 that's the, and that's the point. Is, is that African religion or African way of life has always been um, a, a way of life that that, that um, uh, balanced spirituality and materialism, plus the fact understanding that matter didn't start with matter, but it started on the spiritual side, because matter can't create itself, so it has mm -hmm. to be created by something. Uh, you know, we go back to Einstein; he said it was energy, but we go back before the Big Bang, and, and we we know. That it, it, it was our story there at, at Hermopolis, which I, I know you know you know very well, meaning that the primeval no or none, if, if, if you want to call it, where 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 there was the formlessness, uh, you know, no and no net, and and where where there was the darkness, Kirk and Kirkhead, out of which came light and out of which came form. There was hay and hay et. Uh, you, you know, which is infinity and, and eternity, although which came space and time. And then there was Amun and Amunet, um, which is consciousness, out of which came consciousness of things. So we, we know what happened before the Big, big Bang. This is our definition of, of the, you know, the creation story, the beginning of our cosmology, um, mm -hmm. which shows that that spirit, it came before matter. You know, matter didn't come till Atum Ra created created the island. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, with the light and and, and so on, um, 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 and and then you, the the rest of of creation. You know, um, the island itself simply representing matter, and then Pata. You know, the intelligence or the intellect of um, you know Amun and Ra. Um, then you know uh, did the rest of creation. Um, um, in, in terms of, you know, Shu and Tefnut and Newton, Geb, et cetera, et cetera. So all of these things are, are there. I mean, and this goes back, as you know, um, probably before 6,000 years, because these were stories that, that came down. Um, I think we can go back, as I recall, um, uh, I think it's in Charlotte de Lubis, you know, writes about um, 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 the, the king list. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that were present. Um, um, I, 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 um, I, I can't figure the source, but it, you know, one of the sources was Manitho, but 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 there was um, um, a particular papyrus anyway that goes back with 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 the king list, and then before that, the list of the different quotes divinities. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and and. He can trace everything back if you look at the king list it goes back about um uh, 36 thousand years or 40 thousand years so, yeah. so this is something not just six thousand years ago but yeah. by word of mouth before the writing it came down from 30 40 thousand years before which, which is absolutely you know amazing but this is ignored as if things started in, in in greece and rome and and we have to recapture this because it's so valuable and, and it's so important. And of course, certain things are being quote discovered now and being attributed 
to these genius Europeans when it was known, you know, certainly 6,000 years ago, if not 40,000 years ago. Greetings. I'm Robin Walker of The Black Secret. Keen to popularize Pan-African heritage, we have two products that should interest you. We are giving away an introductory free book called 100 Black History Facts. Secondly, our online course, The Black Secret, has 55 hours of film content. You will systematically learn every major theme in our history going all the way back. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, and th this is one of the reasons why we've got to get on top of our history. Mm -hmm. And then based on the history, all the things that come out of it, our religion, spirituality, philosophy, and all the things that come out of that too, art, music, literature, architecture, and so on. Because this is how we reclaim our culture. Mm -hmm. And this is how we build pride in, uh, uh, in our ancestry and heritage. Mm -hmm. And that, that way we don't feel inferior mm -hmm. to anybody especially once we can get this knowledge out to as many of the peoples we need to get it out to. Mm -hmm. well, you know, I, I, again, you know, you're, you're doing, you know, a, a, a fabulous job and, and you know, we, we need to keep doing, you know, more of these things uh, to, to popularize um, 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 this understanding, you, you know, and you, you, we go back and we stand on the shoulders of people like you know uh, uh, Dr. Ben, Charles Finch, and, and and so many others who have looked at these areas and and, and given us um, so much information. Going back to John Jackson and and all of these um, uh, scholars uh, uh, over the years who you know have been food food and 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 so on, and and the, the results of their scholarship you know um, have been denied. Uh, you know, just as Bernal was denied when he talked about the, the old model of history and, and the rewrite. And um, uh, for example, again, there's a lot of um, information. You mentioned the Dogon um, in terms of West African uh, post-tradition of religion that the Yorubas traced themselves as migrating across the, the, the continent and, and ending up in, I think it's, it's Ile Ife. And, and, yeah. Uh, in a sense, starting their kingdom there with their 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 knowledge base is very similar to the Egyptian knowledge base, and and you know um, many of their deities and so on mirror the same understanding uh, of nature, uh, whether it's coincidental, meaning you know another group of people think of the same thing, or it's one tradition with the movement of people across uh, Africa. I, I, can, I, can I jump in there, sir? Yeah, please do, yes. Um, there is a Nigerian philosopher in this country called Chukanyiri Kamalu. Mm. I don't know if that name means anything. Does it mean yes, anything? I, I, I have one of his books, I'm, I'm sure, yes. And he, what he has come with is extremely powerful mm -hmm. because he did a book called Person, Divinity and Nature. And in that book, what he shows is that the what makes up a human being, the different elements of what makes up a human being. Um, for example, ancient Egyptians, you've got concepts like ka, ba, ab, ren, kat, kaibit, sa, ku, whatever. 
And these are all different aspects that make up a human being. Now, his point is, is that if you look through traditional African uh, religions, the concept of a destiny or spiritual double is there. The idea of the soul or breath is there. The idea of the heart is there. The idea of the ancestral guardian is there. And the idea of the shadow is there. Okay, so what? Here's the so what. When these different entities that make up a human being are organized, they mm -hmm. form a singular entity known as the person. But when this unity breaks down, we no longer have a balanced and centered person. Mm -hmm. What we have is mental illness. And so by coming with these idea of the multiple selves, these traditional African religions therefore have a theoretical model of what we can call mental health mm -hmm. and mental ill health. Mm -hmm. And consequently, the idea that spiritual practices can, in certain situations, be used to treat mental ill health, mm -hmm. that's a big concept. Mm -hmm. And so, again, when it comes to how we see what our ancestors came up with, it's very important. Uh, Femi Biko taught me this years ago. It's very yeah. important that we don't primitivize it because this is sophisticated stuff here. Mm. You see, what it is, is, you know, you've got um, Greek concepts such as the id, the ego, and so on, so on, so forth. Mm -hmm. I'm not knocking those concepts. That's what the Greeks came up with. Cool. But the main point is, is we had our own and ultimately our own concepts predate theirs. Mm -hmm. And these concepts, as I said, give us a conceptual definition of mental health mm -hmm. and therefore mental ill health and therefore a scientific uh, 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 concept mm -hmm. of why spirituality mm -hmm. can actually become a part of uh, a health regimen, mm -hmm. you see, mm -hmm. and it's not hocus pocus anymore. <laughs> You, you know, um, I'm I'm very uh, interested in in um, in, in chemist and and its, its philosophy and spirituality because it has everything. And and if, what a lot of people I don't think understand uh, is, is is that it has a psychology as well as the spirituality because the 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 flip side of the psychology is the spirituality and, and I'll just run that down a little bit. The, the mm -hmm. oldest story known known to man is the story of Osar, mm -hmm. because that was even before the, the pyramid texts and so on, and, and because that was a, 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 an oral tradition that, that came down. Now you 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 talked about the the the, the entity the, the person, and mm -hmm. we 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 can look at the story of Osar Osar Seth. Um, uh, Netflix and, and Heru as a family. And, mm -hmm. and that's the, the, the family that is called mind, which we call mm -hmm. mind, but, but it, there's big mind and there's little mind. And, and I'll, 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 I'll discuss that in a, in a second. And now, now Ausar um, is, is, is in a sense the total uh, personality along with, with outset. But these have functionalities. Now, the normal functionality would be of Alsar and Alset well, as a unit. And that really represents um, uh, unconditioned consciousness. Um, um, and that is what big mind is. Mind is really 
uh, consciousness functioning, you know, through intellect and through the physical body uh, on the physical plane. But but mind then becomes uh, or consciousness becomes conditioned. It becomes conditioned by your social circumstances, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, or your own behavior patterns over time. Now that's where you know Seth and Neptis uh, uh, come in, be, 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 because uh, Seth represents ego, and 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 um, and, and Neptis re represents the perceptive apparatus that sees uh, of the, the five senses. The five senses report to Neptis, and Neptis is perception, and she carries that information uh, to Seth, who is the ego, and 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 decides on on how um, um, uh, Neptis. Um, uh, should behave, meaning um, she conceptualizes, she pays attention to this, that, and the other thing. And, and, and Seth is the one that says, I like this, or I don't like that, or I, can't, I, I don't care about that. So Seth's responses are like, um, uh, uh, which ends up with desire, etc., cetera, uh, or dislike, which ends up with animosity or anger, or, or uh, ignoring, uh, I don't care about that, which ends up with ignorance and confusion. So, so you can see, you know, uh, Seth is the disordered personality when Seth is ruling this this family, as opposed to Ausar and Auset, which are unconditioned consciousness. Okay, so 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 that's the basis of the psychology. You have all of these entities. Now, what happens? Seth Seth uh, uh, kills Ausar, and what what that means? Uh, and 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 look at how he kills him. He, he he puts him in a sarcophagus, mm -hmm. and then he throws him in the river. So that means your your original self, your original understanding of who you are, is suppressed mm -hmm. and, and, and suffocated. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then later on, now um, after after said, you know, and, and this is the story by uh, Plutarch, etc. Mostly by Plutarch, but but mm -hmm. again, based on Manito and, and other historical context. Um, when when Auset finds the body, brings it back to, to, to Egypt. Um, um, uh, Seth at night, uh, in the moonlight, and again, this goes back to your idea of the moon and understanding that, 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 that the, the, um, the, the, the period of the moon, the, the 28th period is important because what happens, Seth opens the casket and takes out the body of Auset, cuts it into 14 pieces. So, so that's the, the waning uh, uh, moon and mm -hmm. distributed all over Egypt. But then, of course, um, Auset and Nexus then go and search for all these different parts, put them back together. So that's the waxing moon. And, mm -hmm. and once they put it back together, you, you, you can see what, what is the moon. The moon is the reflection of the sun, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of the light of the sun. And that mm -hmm. Ra is God. Mm -hmm. So, so God, <laughs> that's the sunlight, and, mm -hmm. and the moon is a reflection of the sunlight. That's another way of saying that man, Ausar, who is our eponymous ancestor, is made in the image of God, and that's using that particular symbolism. Mm -hmm. so, so here you have Ausar reconstituted and has an asexual relationship mm -hmm. with Ausar, um, um, with as well as one with Nephthys. And Nephthys mm -hmm. now becomes Hathor, or mm -hmm. Hathor. The house of Heru. So yes. it's 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 so interesting. I mean, we 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 can um, yeah. Um, I'm I'm just lo losing you here to look at. Yeah, there we are. Um, yeah, it, it's so interesting. So so now um um uh, with the birth of Heru, 
um, um, Auset raises Heru. Mm -hmm. No, Heru. Um, you know, Heru then, uh, Auset represents um, um, pure consciousness um, as, as she was with Auset. Auset and Auset are a pair, are a couple. And again, you know, um, you get into Western ideas of, of um, sister wife consort, but, but it's, it's simply uh, the female and, and male um, polarities. That's all that that means. It really doesn't have anything to do with sexuality uh, 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 per se. Um, you know, we're not going to get into all the gender uh, uh, stuff. But 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 in any event, um, Heru uh, Horus is, is her offspring. Now, what that means, um, and, and she raises Heru in terms of his strength, when he grows up to be a, a strong young man and she teaches him. Now, this is that whole business of um, awareness, because that's, that's exactly who um, uh, Auset is, but the ability to be aware of things or to be conscious of things, as opposed to Auser, who is the internal consciousness, uh, the primary consciousness. She is the consciousness of things in, in the three-dimensional uh, world. So, so, so Herod now is raised um, 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 to, to be able to concentrate and be this awareness. Now, when he's at a certain age, then he's able to fight um, uh, Seth to regain the throne because Seth has been ruling. And of course, Seth is disordered and he's causing all kinds of confusion and chaos and individualism and war, et cetera, et cetera, and poverty, which was not there in the golden age when Osa was, was running things, as you know, in the early part of the story. So, so, so Heru then fights Seth. And what that means is that Heru is, is now focused attention and willpower, just as mm -hmm. Atum Ra was the will of, of God Ra. Heru is now the, the willpower of Alsar, if you will. And, and mm -hmm. he ends up de defeating uh, Seth, of course, with the tribunal of God's watching. So it's a cosmic event, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what that means is, is that this is a story of every man. It's not just a story of one king per se, but it's the story of every man on the creation. And mm -hmm. yet, um, you know, gaining um, um, uh, the, the, the consent um, um, through Thoth as an intermediary, and of course Thoth is wisdom, uh, the mm -hmm. God of wisdom, and, and he pleads um, with the tribunal, and finally they agree, uh, although Ra didn't want to initially. And, um, mm -hmm. and, and um, uh, Ra didn't want to initially because Ra uh, by itself means brute force, and that's what Seth represented, brute force. But uh, the other the other deities uh, convinced him. So so now um, Heru then uh, de defeats Seth and is given the throne. What does he do? He goes to the inner world, the Duat, which people mm -hmm. call the underworld. I call it the inner world. And mm -hmm. now he resurrects Alsa, meaning that you're resurrecting your soul. Mm -hmm. and, and now you, and, and what, what he's doing is resurrecting his soul, okay, when the duat, he lifts up Alsar and then he opens his mouth with the ads and you mm -hmm. know that part of the story. What mm -hmm. that means now is that Alsar is, is able to speak. Alsar is energized, he's allowed to speak and who, who does he speak through? He speaks through his son. Mm -hmm. He speaks through his son Horus who is now uh, on the throne. And as you know, uh, Auset or Isis, her hieroglyph is a, a female uh, um, uh, entity with a throne on her head. So, so, so what that means now 
is, is that he he has this um 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 uh, uh, continuous awareness, and that and that's another reason that's symbolized by the Jed column, which mm -hmm. is like the backbone, which is the 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 um a, a symbol of continuous uh, consciousness, which um um. In the Buddhist tradition, we consider samadhi, the vajra-like samadhi, meaning the, the undisturbed consciousness that is unconditioned, undistracted, uh, 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 etc. So this is that whole, you know, uh, psychic event where you know you you are confused, you, you know, set is in charge. You, you have this egotistical person who is doing all these things, and then uh, then you you're able to to um, uh, to concentrate your awareness. And and then unravel, shall we say, Seth and the different uh, uh, conditions uh, 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 of of your mind um, in in terms of you know anger and desire and so on and so forth. And you can look at, at your mind and see all of the wrong things that you have done, and therefore transform yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's it's the first psychology, and you can see it in in Buddhism, uh, and 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 you can see it you know also in in Vedanta. And 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 um and Kashmir Shaivism, they, they all have um uh, similar things. Uh, for example, um um uh, you know uh Osar would would be the, the Atma in, in 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 terms of Vedanta, uh, uh you know and 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 for example, Neptis would be considered Manas, and 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 the ego would be considered Ahamkara, and and Auset would be considered Buddhi. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that, but. It's there, just as you're saying. Uh, it just has to be elucidated, uh, you know, because a lot of people don't know this. They believe that stuff started with with with, with Freud, and and um, you know, psychology started with Freud, and and then with Jung, and then all of these, you know, um, newfangled uh, uh, theories. But there is no psychology. Is there in Kemet? Well said, sir. And I said the flip side of that is the theology, which, which was taught in the temples. Because mm -hmm. uh, you know that um, the, the 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 birth of um, the, the 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 scenes in the temple in Luxor, where was it? Amenope, um, the the birth scenes. Um, 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 the Luxor uh, Nativity. Say that again. The Luxor Nativity. Yes, exactly right. That that's that's all there, and that's that's yeah. similar to the birth of a divine child. Yeah. Uh, uh, so so again. As you know, that's part of Christianity and yeah, the so-called monotheistic religions and, and so on and so forth. But we'll get into that down the road in terms of um, what, what they have copied from, from Kemet in terms of the basis of their religions, in terms of, of Christianity. Because again, Islam is sort of a modification of, of Christianity, if you will, and Judaism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep, I think we can get into that. All right. Um, all right. Shall we call it a wrap today? Absolutely. Okay. So we know what we're going to talk about next time round. I'm looking forward to it, sir. Likewise. Thanks, Robin.